0: Hey Shepherd family, this is Pastor Scott Seidler, and I bring grace to you in peace from God our Father, through our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today's message is taken from deep within the Old Testament. 1 Samuel chapter 17. It's the well-known story of David and Goliath, a little boy who took on a big giant. And as we study this, we find ourselves in the ongoing sermon series, Reopening Christianity. The goal of which is to help us consider what it means for us to enter anew into our Christian life, our Christian ministry, how we are not going back to the old normal, but what the new normal, living purposefully as God's people, might be for us in this 21st century, post-pandemic, in the midst of race and social unjust riots, what are we going to do with ourselves? The question that I want to raise today is simply this. As Christians, are we playing defense or are we playing offense? Are we simply cocooning ourselves in our happy little country club congregations? Or are we ready to roll up our sleeves, go outside the walls, and engage the culture that really exists and for whom Christ really did die? Are we playing defense or are we ready to play offense? The story of David and Goliath is a story of a time when God's people were confronted with the fact that playing defense doesn't work when it comes to God's kingdom. David's brothers, who were fighting in Saul's army, were being taunted by this giant of a Philistine named Goliath. He came out and simply laid down the gauntlet. He said, if you can kill me, we Philistines will serve Israel. But if the warrior the champion that you choose to represent you out here on the battlefield in a one-on-one fight with me, if I end up killing him, then you will become our slaves. Well, uh, there was no man in the army of Saul in the nation of Israel who was about to go out and fight this giant named Goliath. He was intimidating. And they had, coincidentally no confidence that the God of Israel was any bigger than that giant that was staring at them across the battlefield, until the day that David came, delivering food for his older brothers from his father Jesse so that they could be nourished in their time of playing defense. And as they were eating the food that David had just delivered, David asked the question, essentially, why aren't any of you standing up to fight this guy? To which the response came, uh, have you seen how big he is? To which David then said, who are you serving? The fear of this Philistine named Goliath or the fear of God who has led you out of Egypt to this place in the promised land to this point? It was a huge question. And it was a huge opportunity for David to say, look, I may be little. I may not have evidently much to offer. But here's what I know. I've been out in the field guarding the sheep that our father put me in charge of. I fought off bears and lions with my bare hands. And I did that, and I was given victory over those wild animals because my God, the God who created me, the God who loves me, the God who put me purposefully into this world, he was behind me all the way. What's the difference between bears and lions, David asked his brothers. What's the difference between bears and lions and this Philistine that stands in front of us out on the battlefield? In my mind, there's nothing different at all. And so David was brought before King Saul, because King Saul had heard that David was a big talker, and so King Saul said, you know, what are you thinking here? Why are you now within the nation of Israel taunting us as much as Goliath, the Philistine, is out on the battlefield? You're poking at me, you're poking at my soldiers. What gives? And David said, Saul, you are a failed king. You have, you have grown accustomed to playing defense and you forget the God who goes with you is a God who prefers to play offense. Send me out there, Saul, David said, and, and I'll take care of business. I'll live out the purpose for which God will send me into the battle. And so Saul said, all right, God be with you. Good luck. I mean, it's nobody else who has stood up for this test, so why not David? So David went, and of course, what happens next? You know the story, right? Read in 1 Samuel 17 this afternoon, if you would. But uh, he he went, and they started putting on him all the armor of an Israel Israelite soldier. This massive uh, chunk of metal and leather and all these armaments that went with the military might of the nation. And by the time David uh, got them on, he was about six inches smaller than he was when he started. He said, stop, This this is craziness. The only thing I need is my God. The only thing I require is his Holy Spirit at work in me as his child. I put my faith in the fight that the Almighty God will bring with me Chariots and horses, they're not going to save us. Armor and weaponry of this magnitude, not helpful. Just let me go out in my simple tunic. Let me take with me a sling and a stone by which I have saved the sheep of Israel out in the field from lions and bears. And now let me take my sling and stone into the battlefield so that the sheep of Israel who are... God's holy people might be safe from the onslaught of the Philistines. Essentially, what David did was he answered the question, am I playing defense or am I playing offense with the clear and resounding statement? With God, I'm always on offense. How are you living your life these days? with all that's going on in our country with the politics and the social justice causes and the pandemic and the news media on every side, what are you doing these days with your Christian faith? Do you find yourself hunkering down, sticking your head in the sand and playing defense, defending the Christian faith against all those who bring charges against it, or Or are you finding ways by which to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ proactively into the life of people? Winsomely, humbly, gently, with great wisdom. You know, I'm mindful of this truism in order to be on offense, you don't have to be offensive. It's interesting to me that for all the Christian church has done through its many centuries, not just in our 21st century moment here in America, but through all of its centuries, there has been a constant confusion of going on offense and being offensive. Just think back to the Middle Ages of these things called the Crusades. Christianity, the Christians of that day, wanted to contend for the gospel of Jesus Christ against all other comers. And yet the way that they did that was by bringing horses and artillery and armaments into various lands and slaughtering hundreds and thousands of contestants on the battlefield. Oh, they were on offense. But my guess is they were also offensive. I wonder what our relationship would be with some world religions today Had the Crusades not taken place then, as failed as they were in efforts to Christianize this world? Well, all of that to say, how do we go on offense without being offensive? It's by speaking a simple word, a gentle word, a clear word, by having the and taking the opportunity when we see a need that God can fill to say, I'll pray for you? How can I help you? How can I do something for you that doesn't involve me preaching? Those are the ways at least this pastor tries to get after it because this world is a contested place. We are, as Christians, contested. We do, at points, need to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of that is true. Amen, amen, amen. But sometimes we need to go on the offense. To not hunker back and shrink back from the opportunities that are afforded to us. To see our family members and our dear friends who trust us, who love us, who will listen to us, at least initially, before we get too preachy, because they respect us. They respect our wisdom, our insight, the experiences that they've been through with us. Those are fertile grounds to go on to the offense and to say and speak the matchless name of Jesus Christ. This is a hard question today because there is much to defend in our, our wonderful Christian faith, but there is much to offend in this world of sin and evil and wickedness and tumult in which we live. So let's go on offense without being offensive. Let's stop playing defense without apologizing for the times when we do defend this Christian faith. Let's be little Davids, taking on the great Goliaths of our American culture on every side, and then trust that we have God, the God of Heaven's army, on our side. And with Him, we will not fail. This God of Heaven's army, who, in the heat of battle, offered His Son as a sacrifice for our sin, not just for yours and mine, but for the sins of the whole world. This God who would go to those lengths in order to secure our salvation, yours and mine, is the same God who will not fail us when the battle becomes fierce, the day becomes long, the heat becomes intense. This is the God who says, I'll be with you. Do not fear. Peace be with you. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts, your minds in Christ Jesus, both now and forever. Amen.